Hello, and welcome to the Social Speak Network podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Caitlin McDonald, and we're also joined by Amber Irwin. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we're going to be talking a lot about tips to increase your digital marketing presence in the health and wellness industry. So we work with a lot of uh, different businesses and organizations in health and wellness, ranging from pediatric centers to massage therapists, nutritionists, uh, and they're always asking, how can we increase our digital marketing? How can we increase our exposure online so that we're reaching the right target market? So today we're going to be going through the top 10 tips to increase your digital marketing presence. And then over the course of the next few months, we're going to be diving into each of these more specifically. So either Amber or myself will be um, really focusing on one of the tips moving forward. And this episode really is designed to be an overarching strategy uh, that kind of paints the, the picture for the next few months. Exactly. So let's dive into the first thing that will help you have a clear direction of where you're going, and that is having that strategy, whether it is just a social media strategy or a digital marketing strategy, again, with that overarching picture of what do you need to do. So having a content calendar, you know, with social media and really digital marketing as a whole, it's consistency is key. And if you don't have that content calendar and that organization of what you need to do and what you need to prepare for, it's easy to forget about it and not do it. So having a calendar, um, knowing how many times to post with social media is really important because sometimes um, the other day we had somebody say, gosh, three times a week seems like a lot. I think it should just be one time a week. And we're like, no. So knowing your audience, whether that's every day, maybe it's just during the week, or maybe your audience is on social media more during um, the weekends. So knowing your audience and knowing when to post, and then also what platforms to use. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, but there's also Twitter and LinkedIn. So knowing where your audience is playing is really important. So Caitlin, why don't you talk to us a little bit about like the Facebook ads and Facebook groups? Perfect. So Facebook is one of those networks that we all want to forget that it's there, but we can't forget that it's there. <laughs> and over time, it's been more and more important to have an actual advertising spend. Uh, so it, you know, you're not only paying somebody just to manage the account and post the three times or more per week you also then have to spend money on Facebook in order for those posts to be seen. Um, and so it, over time, these ads have gotten more and more complex as well. Uh, so it used to be that you could just click and boost a post, uh, and now you have to you know, really dive in and create an ad that's specific for one segment of your market versus another. So let's say you have some services that are more tailored towards women or moms, or another section that's more tailored towards uh, baby boomers or you know children. You need to create different ads and different audiences for each of those so that you're really speaking towards the networks there. Now in terms of the budget for Facebook ads, really this depends on your service. I think the, the most important thing here is to pay attention to those key performance indicators so how much is each lead costing you? How many leads are then converting to schedule a follow-up appointment? And of those follow-up appointments, 
how many folks are then coming in for secondary services, sending referrals and things like that. Um, so we currently have, you know, ads running for some companies where the cost per lead is, you know, $20, $30. We have other ones where it's less than a dollar, closer to 50 cents per lead. Um, and these are converting at the same ratio of lead to then signing up for, for services. Um, however, the person who's paying $30 per lead is completely fine with that cost because their service is more money in general. Uh, then there's the next part of Facebook groups. Now, Facebook groups uh, are a great way to find your target audience in communities that are already formed. And it's also a great way to create a community around your own services um, or offerings. So we recommend joining groups. And so this could be the admin on your account or the business owner, maybe someone on the board of directors, uh, joining groups on Facebook that align with your target market's interests and posting on there, commenting, sharing articles that you're writing and everything like that. And then also having a group that you manage for your own organization that just provides a little bit more information so that your target audience can continue learning and building that trust with you and you building the trust with them uh, so that when it's time to you know, come on in for that next appointment, um, they know where to turn. Um, Amber, do you want to dive in now to some of those other social media networks? Yes. So let's talk about Instagram first. So Instagram is a lot of people, you know, this, it's, Instagram's a little overwhelming, I think. People don't necessarily understand it or they're in most of the time it's, you know, it's just images and videos. You can't put um, a link in the content. Um, you could put link in, links in your stories if you have over 10,000 followers. So um, in the below in the comments, I will put down a free tool that's called Linktree, and that allows you to have multiple links within your profile, within your bio area there. So you have a link to your blog, you have a link to um, you know, maybe a special offer, your YouTube channel, etc. So I'll put that in the comments below, but Instagram stories are really important to make sure you are doing them. These are fun for maybe it's a tip of the day, behind the scenes, introducing a new practitioner. These are just quick 15 second clips, or you can do, you know, images too. And they only see it for 24 hours. So this is a great way if you are, um, if you have an event, if you are having a special on products, maybe it's a blowout sale on um, just inventory you have in the office. This is a great way to just have those stories be more like your VIP area. Um, you can track the analytics on those, so it lets you know how many people watched each story um, and who those people were. So then another step is follow up with them with a private message of saying, hey, I saw you liked our story. Are you interested in our products? Or if you have any questions, let us know. So it's really about building that relationship. Instagram TV is really important. These are for your videos that are anything over a minute because remember on your news feed, your videos can be one minute long and on Instagram TV, they can be up to 10 minutes long. So taking advantage of that and what the Instagram TV is starting to do is anytime you upload a video to Instagram TV, it now gives a one minute clip on your news feed. So before, we would upload a video and then create a post about it. And now Instagram does it automatically for you. So you can have a cover photo in that. You can have a title and a description and put 
you know, hey, check us out. What's that call to action? So sign up today on our website. Check us, check us out on YouTube. So it's important to make sure that you're using all of the bells and whistles that Instagram has for you. The more you use, so on Instagram stories, the more if you are doing like a mention, if you're doing a GIF, a hashtag, the stickers, the things that they already have there for you, they like that. And so you show up more in the algorithm. It's kind of silly, but they love it. So do it. Um, and then obviously the hashtags for Instagram. So make sure you're doing your research. The one thing I love about Instagram is if you type in a hashtag, it's going to tell you, like if you search for a hashtag, it's going to tell you how many people are talking about that hashtag. And then you can also follow that hashtag and see everyone that's mentioning it. So it's good just for, you know, that, that research, you know, competitors, what are they talking about? What posts are they putting up? What engagement are they getting? And then for you to be able to create content for your audience and see what, what people are wanting to know about. And don't always use the same hashtags. There's a lot of times we'll see the exact same hashtags in the exact same order on every single post. Do not do that. Um, you'll see formatting where it's the post, three dots, and then hashtags. You can have, we usually say between like five and 10 hashtags per post. And then in the comments, if you do a first comment, you can have up to 30 hashtags. So hashtags play an important role in Instagram. So from Instagram, I want to move into Pinterest because Pinterest, these are both very visual platforms. And Pinterest, you know, I really think of Pinterest as more of a, a visual Google. This is really where if your target market is women, mothers, you have to be on Pinterest because this is where we're finding our information, whether it is, is this normal to home remedies to you know, stretches to workouts to diet, whatever it is to home interior, interior design. Like this is where women are finding the majority of their information. So Pinterest, it, use it as a resource for your clients. If you look at, I'm just going to throw out Home Depot. I think Farmers Insurance does a great job. They organize their boards as resources for their audience. So they have home gardening tips. They have, um, like organic plants, they have all these boards that their audience really, wa really wants to know about. And so using Pinterest as a resource for your clients helps build that value and that relationship. The other thing Pinterest is great for is building traffic back to your website. So Caitlin's going to be talking a little bit about blogging and lead generation. And Pinterest is a great way to build those, that audience back to, or that traffic back to your website and creating the right images. So um, again, in the comments below, I will put a really cool tool, Secret, a tool that we use for our clients and it makes Pinterest, it's, it's amazing. It really helps drive the traffic to your site. It helps you organize and schedule your pins and it gives you suggestions based on your search history of what you should do. So Pinterest, it's, I think that it's something that is just a really great way if your clients are asking a question and you have what we call like power partners or a list of people that you recommend, you can pin from them too. So you can just have a board that says like resources or um, uh, referral partners and start pinning from their website to that board. So it gives your, your audience one place to go. It makes it easy. And it's again, driving that traffic back to your website and your power partners website. So that is Pinterest for you. 
Awesome. And Amber mentioned this, but Pinterest really is like a search engine, um, which brings us to blogging and search engine optimization. Um, and so it, starting, I guess it, this isn't one of the, the points that we're really diving into specifically, but I do want to bring it up. Um, one thing that's important to remember with search engine optimization is that, that there are a lot of other places that your website can be found or your, um, your organization can be found besides just your website. So yes, you want your website URL to show up and be, you know, kind of in the top 10 uh, results on Google. However, you can have your Pinterest boards and your pins show up in Google. You can have your YouTube content. We're going to get into videos, uh, but you can have your YouTube content show up in the top 10 points of, of Google. Your directory listings, kind of all of these things really work together to help boost your website, but also just boost your overall brand presence online. Um, so really keep that in mind as you're working on search engine optimization, that it's not just about doing one thing. It's about doing, you know, doing a little bit of everything in a very smart way. <laughs> um, so let's jump into blogging. Uh, blogging is one of our favorite tactics when it comes to uh, boosting your, your presence in digital marketing and in the digital world. And basically what this means is creating a well-written uh, article and publishing it on your website. Um, long gone are the days where you can only write a post of, you know, 350 or 750 words. These articles should be a lot longer, uh, meaning between 1,500 and 5,000 words. And there are tools to kind of figure out um, what's the best length for a specific topic. Uh, and they should include lots of different types of media, such as videos, Pinterest pins, uh, little, you know, snippets of text that are easy for somebody to click and tweet. Um, and so you want to make it as easy as possible for this blog post to then be, you know, shared to different networks. Um, so our typical process for writing a blog or an article includes starting with that keyword research. So here we like to focus on, you know, what are the main things that, that people are looking for if they want to come in and book an appointment um, with one of your specialists or physicians. Uh, so it, you know, what are the top concerns that they have? What are the symptoms they have? What are the main questions that they have? From here, you can research what people are actually searching for online. And there are a few ways to do this. One of the easiest is just pulling up Google and starting to type in whatever that topic is. And Google will actually put in there related search terms or the phrases that people are really using. Um, and so that's a great thing to put into Google, or excuse me, into your blog post. Then after you have kind of the, the idea of what that topic should really be, um, and as I'm doing the, the podcast episode specifically about this, we'll talk about some of those tools that our company uses for it. <laughs> but we won't get into that now because I could go on and on about that. Uh, but the next thing that you do after you have kind of that basis of the keyword research is actually creating a blog outline. Um, when I create a blog outline, sometimes I'm already up to 500 or 750 words and I haven't written an ounce of content. All I have are the headers, the subheaders, and a couple of little bullet points under each of them. So it makes writing a longer blog post a lot easier in the long run. 
after this, you know, it really, as we mentioned, it's about formatting it and then sharing it. Um, and so one of the good ways to share it is to have some sort of call to action in there as well. And so this brings us into the lead generation part of, of um, your website presence and digital marketing. And so for lead generation, we always recommend having some sort of content upgrade or offer uh, that you're promoting. And so each of the blog posts that you write can then include a little snippet about that, uh, that content upgrade or call to action as a way to entice people to take the next step about learning more about your business and organization. For this lead generation piece, we always recommend having really valuable free information or free content um, that somebody can then gain access to. This could be a resource library that's just for your subscribers, or it could be something like booking a free consultation as well. Um, both of those work tremendously well in health and wellness. Uh, and then in order to actually collect the names and email addresses, we recommend setting up a landing page, and you can do this just on, let's say, a WordPress website, or a tool like lead pages or somewhere else um, where you collect their name, email address, and sometimes phone number. Uh, you can play around with kind of conversion rates there. Have them download or gain access to whatever it is and then sign them up for your email newsletter. So we'll jump into email newsletter later, um, but we'll be brought up video a couple of times uh, <laughs> with blogging and social media and everything. So Amber, do you wanna jump into uh, videos? Yeah. So I love that, you know, blogging is growing into this, you know, so much more than just content. You know, in a blog, like Caitlin said, you're, you're going to have a lead magnet, you're going to have an image, you're going to have that Pinterest image, so you can pin that back to Pinterest, and you're going to have videos. So I, you know, you're, you're really touching every type of, of learning, um, you know, whether they're kinesthetic, visual, audio. Because with videos, people, and a lot of times, people will watch videos without the sound. So captions are really important because whether they're at work or they're just in a place where they can't hear, their kids are running around, whatever it is. So videos are a great way to really allow your audience to get to know who you are. And these videos can be on, again, it goes back to that content calendar that you're going to be putting in place the first step because maybe you have a tip of a day in your blog post whether you have it broken out in different sections you can have a video for each section so it just maybe goes into a little bit further detail or showing them how to do something so they can read it and they can see it and they you know put it to, together based on how they need to um, maybe it's recipes are really great for videos so videos are just such an important piece of your digital marketing. And there's a few things that you're gonna do with these videos once you have them. Um, obviously, you're gonna upload them to YouTube. And when you have them onto YouTube, there's, there, and I'll get more, like Hans said, as we go into these videos more in detail, we'll give you all the tools that, that we use. But with YouTube, you know, you're, you're gonna wanna create playlists, and um, there's a lot of little things that you could do with your videos to make sure that they're getting seen more. So YouTube is gonna be your hub. From that, you could put them into your blog posts. Um, you can upload them to Facebook, into these groups that you're gonna be a part of, but then also onto Instagram TV. So a couple tips when you're doing videos. <clears throat> when you're doing an Instagram TV video, have your phone vertical. When you're doing a 
Um, most of the time, you know, if I'm recording a video for YouTube, I'll just have it, you know, from my computer or turn your phone horizontal. So it doesn't matter if you, even if you do a video vertical for YouTube, YouTube, there's no more black bars. They, they have the image back there. So it looks really good. But having these videos on all of your platforms is really important because again, it just, it brings that, that name to face and you're able to answer questions. A lot of times what we see um, with like pediatricians, they will get questions, like they'll take notes of like kind of weekly questions that they're getting from their patients. And then at the end of the week, they'll do maybe an FAQ Friday and they'll answer some of these questions that the parents had, or they'll talk about a topic. So again, it's listening to what your audience is looking for and asking for and doing those videos around their needs. And this is again where those Facebook groups come in because you can do videos just for that group based on those questions that are coming in. So you can get really intimate with your clients and then you have ones that are just for YouTube that you know anyone can can view. So videos are really important. Um, and again going with the videos, taking it a little bit further with podcasts. So Caitlin, let's talk a little bit about podcasts before we kind of wrap it up with the email marketing piece. Um, podcasts are hot right now that everyone wants to do on what are, um, how do you start your own podcast and what are a few tips people should know? Yeah. So with podcasts, the process is a lot easier than you might think. Uh, there are hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but there are a handful of free podcasts, um, kind of hosting companies or ones where it just costs, you know, under $10 per month to sign up for it. Uh, we use Podbean. There are a bunch of other ones. Uh, with Podbean, we also can hook it up to iTunes. So our podcast is on iTunes. Uh, and it's something that, you know, as long as you're being consistent, it just provides that extra uh, little piece of personality behind your organization. Um, so it's a great place to, uh, you know, take the content that you're sharing in those videos and turn it into a podcast episode. It's also a great way to interview people. So let's say you have 10 physicians on staff, go through and interview each of them on, you know, anything from kind of giving a little bit of a personal background to who's in your practice through to, you know, their specialties. Um, if you're, you know, a health and wellness coach, reach out to other health and wellness coaches who might have a slightly different perspective. And having this podcast and being the interviewer automatically positions you as an expert and also gives you great ideas for what to do for your own practice if you ever, you know, are stuck um, finding clients, let's say, or, you know, with uh, maybe one regimen isn't working for a client. You always, it always works. So tap into the knowledge of the people that you're interviewing and see what else they recommend, any other solutions that they recommend kind of turning to. So it's a really fun, easy way just to have a different piece of media that you can share on your website. Um, and then it also provides a great basis for blog posts. So you, you do the podcast episode, you record it for YouTube, you upload it to Podbean or wherever, to, to iTunes. Um, so then you can share that, you can share the video. And then you'd make a transcription of it using one of the, the many softwares that are, you know, available online. And you have a full blog post kind of without doing any work uh, that then goes on your website, helps with that search engine optimization, uh, and provides a different type of content to, to share online as well. 
Um, so podcasts are, are hot. They're one of, it's one of the growing, quickest growing um, kind of avenues online uh, for, for marketing your, your business and practice. So um, I say jump on the bandwagon, give it a shot. Exactly. And then once you have your, <clears throat> your blogs and your podcasts, then that kind of comes into that email marketing piece. And email marketing kind of plays dual, uh, two roles in your digital marketing because you're going to have, whether you have weekly updates, um, we do a weekly digital marketing email or a monthly newsletter. And so I'll talk a little bit about those monthly newsletters and weekly emails. And then Caitlin's going to talk a little bit about how that email marketing plays a role in your lead generation with the automation piece. So when you have, and again, everything comes down to consistency. So when you are creating all this content, you can kind of see how it's this little spider web and how everything connects, but your website is your hub of where everything lands. And so your, your whole goal is to have everyone have all these resources back to your website. So email marketing, you know, whether these are patients, um, people you've met at events, people that have signed up for your lead generation, you want to make sure that now you are communicating with them, whether that is weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, it doesn't matter, as long as you pick what you're going to do and commit to it. So the worst is you get an email, you, you know, I signed up for something, I'm so excited, I get that intro email, I love it, and then I'm like, I haven't heard anything from them, like what's going on? So making sure that you have that plan and you know what they're talking about. So again, your, your newsletters are going to be more content that's just for them. So again, this can be a video that's maybe just that FAQ video, um, asking people to join your Facebook group, giving them tips. Maybe it's finding other articles um, of resources that you have approved that you want to you know, send out to your audience. So really, it's, it's tips giving a lot of value, that's where people are you're gonna keep them reading. And then at the end, you would have your links to your blogs, you would have your links to your social media, but really come up with um, original content for your newsletter. So Caitlin, how does email marketing play a role with lead generation? Yeah, absolutely. So if, with lead generation, and as Amber just mentioned, somebody's really excited. They just signed up for whatever resource or, um, or free consultation uh, that you decide to offer as that content upgrade. And now you need to make sure they know who your organization is and that they so know, like, and trust you. Um, and so email marketing and creating automated email campaigns for that first two weeks of, you know, of your relationship with this new prospect is really important. Um, and so we recommend, you know, not only having that weekly or monthly newsletter, but also having an automated email campaign that every new subscriber is signed up to. Uh, and so with this, you're trying to be educational. You're trying to provide even more um, content that's going to benefit this prospect. And then over time, throughout those first two weeks, you can introduce some of your services. You can have a video in there, you know, interviewing one of your physicians or the person that, um, that this individual might see. And your goal really is to get them to, to trust you enough to want to sign up uh, for one of your paid services or come on and schedule that initial um, meeting with you. Because just because somebody signed up for the email list doesn't mean that they're necessarily ready to take that next step. 
So having this email marketing is something that's really easy to create and have it play in the background and continue building that trust so that you don't have to, you know, sit there and email or call every single new sign up. Um, so it really helps with, with getting people to know, like, and trust your brand. Yeah. I love it. So as we said, over the past following weeks or upcoming weeks, we are going to be going into more detail tips and tricks on each one of these points. So you have a better understanding of how it can work for your business and why it's so important to your digital marketing strategy, because really it seems like a lot, but they all flow together. So you can't just do one piece without doing another piece. So we're going to show you why and how to do each of these. Um, until next time, we will see you guys later. If you have any questions, comments, please let us know. And we look forward to chatting with you on our next podcast. Perfect. Thanks so much. Bye.